What's up and welcome to Shop Sounds, a woodworking podcast about nothing. With myself, Nick Key of Key Woodworks, Jason Hibbs of Bourbon Moth, and Keith Johnson, better known as KJ Sawdust. All three of us are on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. All right, folks, this episode is yet again sponsored by our West Coast posse at Bits and Bits. In case you haven't caught the 411 in your spam folder, Bits and Bits takes the great quality of Whiteside router bits and CNC bits, which are made right here behind these non-shock collar protected borders, and sous vides said bits in their very own special astro coating to make them that much better. And this hot and spicy astro coating not only tastes great with your choice of smothered, covered, chunk, diced, peppered, capped, or topped hash browns, but it also allows for higher speeds and feed rates and extends the life of the bit by up to three times. Oh, and Bits and Bits also makes the very own CNC bits, because why outsource that stuff when you can pay the guy who refills the Keurig cups to do it for you? Am I right? Yeah. yeah. You, you oh. are right. You are sense. right. Thank you for letting me take a breath there. And those CNC bits for metal, wood, plastics, and foam include one-eighth, one-quarter, and half-inch shankaroos for those big boy cuts. And in case you've been in quarantine lately, uh, Bits and Bits is also a fully lined Festool dealer now. Mm. You know, pretty much everything's back ordered until July, but don't let that stop you from placing your order and securing your line in the queue. Yes, the queue. That's for you union jackers out there. And they do still have plenty of accessories available, sandpaper clamps, wooden dominoes, curry cups, etc. So go check out all their offerings at Bits bits.com and I don't think you'll be disappointed. They have everything you need from quarter inch shank chamfer bits to half inch shank compression flush cut bits and if you go to bitsbits.com write that down people bitsbits.com and use coupon code morsels15 you can save 15% off your next order. So thank you bits mm. and bits. Hmm. What thank other you. kind of dominoes other than wood ones does that have to be specified? Ivory yeah, exactly. The ivory. Steel dominoes? Ooh. Wow. Those would be loud. Mm. Well, on that note, before we jump into the podcast, let's thank a few new patrons. Now, I feel like you guys are being nice to me this week because we just have a couple, so I don't have to read that many, which I'm thankful for because you know me and names. I don't do very good. We've got two new patrons, Jared Meeker and Daver Jennings. I'm hoping it's actually Daver and Nick didn't just accidentally put an R on the end of this guy's name. It's supposed to be Dave. I, I'm i pretty sure I copy-pasted, so. Daver. Should be Daver. That's way cooler than Dave. Daver Jennings and Jared Meeker, two new patrons. And then we have one patron who upped their tier from a lower tier to the top tier, and that is Corey Miller. Wow. Good guy, Thanks, that Corey. Corey Miller. He's also one of my patrons, so he's... Hitting the patronage hard on multiple he accounts. He gets around. He gets around. So thank you so much for your patronage. To those people, if you're not a patron, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast, where you will get access to the after show, stickers, t-shirts. People should be getting their t-shirts, by the way. I sent them out last week. So for all those oh, yeah. top tier people that got a t-shirt, they should be popping up in the mail here any second if you haven't already mm. got them. So. Mm-hmm, you want to sign mm-hmm. up for that, patreon.com slash podcast. We would be very appreciative for your support. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, what else? I don't know. Uh, um, 
Yeah. You know what I was just doing? Oh, Tell me. Okay. I I was just watching YouTube, and I was watching Jason's video, but we I didn't have time to finish. I started this morning. Well, but it's I didn't only have an hour. It's only an hour and a half. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> just a mini series. I actually, I I edited this one, and I was like, "Dang, Jason, you did a short video. It's only twenty five minutes." <laughs> I know. I saw the timestamp, twenty five minutes. I was like, "Do I have time to finish this?" Oh no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, my last couple have been like thirty five minutes. They just God. keep going. They keep going up and up and up. That's but, nuts. What, what are you not cutting out? You're recording too much. I know it's funny because. I look back at some of my older videos and they were like eight to 10 minutes and they were like yeah. long, big projects. And then these ones, yeah. like I just did that little white oak bench. That's like a super simple project. And it was a 31 minute video. <laughs> <laughs> it was in real time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Just hard. It's no, hard you're right though. Cause I used to, to try to keep them out. at like between 12 and 15 and now they're like 20. It just, yeah. I don't know if they're, so be it. People watch. So. No one's complaining yeah, that it's too watching. long. No one's complaining. I did I a am. story because <laughs> actually I did this two part. I mean, the office is two part and I cut it short because I realized I couldn't get it into one video. And the first video I even cut shorter than I was going to. I had another stopping point in mind and I posted on my stories that I changed my mind. I cut it back farther. It was going to be like 55 minutes and I thought, no way, I can't do that. And I had so many people DM me and say, I'd totally watch a 55 minute video. So... Maybe length doesn't matter anymore. I don't know. Let her rip and see know. what happens. I mean, you can fit 15 ads in there. I guess <laughs> That's so. true. And then still I've get out I've had a few the... people comment lately, man, five ads in one video. I, yeah, I usually cut a couple out. I never. I well, just yeah. click the buttons and let it be what it is. I don't know. Oh, you yeah, just let uh, it rip? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's hurting your... <laughs> Your subscriber base. No. <laughs> Things have a slowed judgment. down a lot, though, but whatever. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did really like the finished product of your office. It looks great. Well, because it's black. Yeah. Because it's well, yeah. like your hat, I mean, your sweatshirt, and everything you're wearing right now. Mm. Yes. And your microphone. That is correct. Everything. Headphones. Nail polish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to get some black nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it came out nice. I I mean, if you watch the video, you'll see I dropped my favorite, all-time favorite painting technique, and that was to That just, was my favorite also. Yeah. Just hire it out and have somebody else do it, which is great. So these yeah. guys, they came in, and they tape... It's so funny, because in my mind, I think, okay, how would I paint this if I had to paint it in place? And I would take off all the drawer faces from the drawer boxes and paint mm. those separate. And then I'd yeah. probably pull the drawer boxes out and I'd take off the drawer slides to make it easier. These guys, they came in, they pulled all the drawer boxes out with the drawer faces still attached, and they just took everything back to their shop. They didn't even oh. take them off. And then they just huh. taped off the drawer boxes and painted the drawer faces while attached to the drawer box. That's bizarre. And then, and Did then they, they spray didn't even, it? Yeah, they sprayed them. And then oh, okay. they didn't even take off the drawer slides. They just left them in there, and they just individually taped around each drawer slide and painted. Oh, man. Which to me seems like more work, but it was way easier for me. <laughs> yeah. Because then they came back, <laughs> and, just and all they did was just done. slid right. them in. I didn't you're have done. to repos. I mean, they numbered each drawer as they took it out, so they went right back in where they were. They were already positioned correctly. It was super easy for me. It was nice. Huh. So they sprayed even the backside of the drawer face? Yeah. 
But they taped off the box. They taped off the whole box. The box stayed, you know, wood. I'd already put uh, linseed oil on it. Never heard of that. Yeah. Wow. That seems like that would be a lot of work. How long did it take them? Three weeks. It took took them one day (laughs) to paint all the cabinet boxes in place. Mm -hmm. And then they brought, they came on a Saturday, they taped off, they made an entire, like, they made the office into a paint booth, basically. I mean, they put plastic on the ceiling, floor, walls, everything, taped everything off, sprayed it. They were done late afternoon Saturday, took all the drawers and cabinet doors with them, and they brought them back Wednesday. But I think they were done. Oh, that's not bad. I think they were done with those on Monday or Tuesday. They were just letting them sit for a little while. And you said that the paint, paint was soft, right? How how long does that paint take to harden up? Well, I mean, you could just tell it was still a little fresh when I was mm. installing the well, cabinet doors. So three days. Yeah. So like I said in my video, whenever I install paint that's fresh like that, I always put on a pair of rubber gloves because if you're handling fresh paint with your bare hands, sometimes you'll leave little yeah. fingerprints in it, you know? Mm-hmm. My oily finger. But if you <laughs> put on rubber gloves, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and you yeah, can touch it wherever you want. You don't have to worry about it. So it makes it... I mean, you can rush it a little bit, which I needed to to get the video done. So, yeah, yeah. I wonder they must have like figured at some point and done like time tests to figure out what's faster: taping that stuff off or disassembling it and spraying it. But to me, like just unscrewing the drawer faces and then being able to freely flip them over and do both sides. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's what I thought. I don't know if he was worried about getting them repositioned, but I always install them beforehand. Because then it's pretty easy, if you number them all, to line up your drawer faces with the screws yeah. that are already through there and get them right back where they were. And then with the Blum undermounts, you got so much adjustment in there. If you got to move them a little bit, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I wonder if they've just had a whole bunch of problems. Because I, I had a problem when I was trying to fix uh, somebody, was it my, my parents or somebody else's? I took one drawer face off, and I couldn't get it to go back where it was originally. Mm. Just from whatever happened when I took it off, like... It just wouldn't go back on in the same spot. It would like just enough to the left or right to where it'd be uh, off. Yeah. Well, what I do, because <laughs> when I when I paint them, I'm not hiring it out. So I'll install all the drawer faces. And then normally to hook the drawer face to the drawer box, I'll put four screws in it from the inside of the drawer box. Yeah. But when I install it before paint, I only put two in. I put one in each corner kind of diagonally from each other. Hmm. And then I try and line those back up and get them perfect. But the reason I do it that way is if I can't get it lined up, then I got two more places I can sink fresh screws in that aren't going to try and like find oh, right. old holes. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of gives me a backup plan if I need to just redo it all together. You don't do uh, oversized holes to give you some adjustment? A little wiggle room? Mm, you mean in the actual drawer box? Yeah. No. Should I do that? Should, is this something? Well, that's I should typically be doing? what um, if Keith says. Says that's what you should do. That's, that's what, what you, you should, should be doing. Yeah, if you make that that <laughs> the hole that you drill through the backside of the drawer box, you make that a little oversized. So mm. the and then that gives you a little bit of play in all four directions to get your drawer the way you like it. And then once it's uh-huh. set, then you put a couple permies in, a permanence in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You know what I was thinking the other day is I did a tips and tricks video, and in the video I showed three different ways that you can install inset drawer faces um, when you can't, like, get inside there to screw them in. So you got to basically set your drawer face. And I showed, you know, there's the double-sided tape trick. There's the one I showed is where you screw the screws so they're coming out, like maybe an eighth of an inch, and you basically 
kind of tap your drawer face yep. with a hammer to make impressions yeah, on the yeah, back. Yeah. So then you can pre-drill and line it up that way. I forget the other one that I showed. Anyways, I was trying to think, why hasn't somebody invented some tool that solves this problem altogether? And I was thinking, couldn't, haven't they? couldn't they make some crazy magnet clamp? That's like super strong and could mm. go through three quarters of an inch of material. Cause that's usually all you're dealing with three quarters yeah. to an inch of material where you put one plate on the inside of the drawer, you stick your drawer face on and then you put the magnet clamp on the drawer face and it just sucks it in and you could open the drawer. Doesn't that seem mag like a switch, thing? Mag switch. Yeah. Wouldn't a mag switch work for that? Yeah. Talk yeah, to no, Andy Klein totally about that. I, you could even, yeah, you could turn it on and off. Yeah, it seems like that would be a thing you could do. And then you could just stick your drawer, do the mag switch, dunk, just suck on there, open your drawer, screw it in, boom, you're done. Yeah, like, have you seen those magnet fishing videos on YouTube? Yeah, have where you people, like, start, throw them in the river and they're like, oh, yeah, man, you just throw a huge magnet over there. Found yeah, a just get a handgun attached to a severed hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Those have, like, 3,000 pounds of pull, don't they? Yeah. Seems like <laughs> you could easily go through, like, you know, yeah. an inch of wood. Yeah, it seems like you could come up with something. Because they have fancy clamps for doing overhang. I use yeah. those all the time. And they're yeah. awesome. I mean, they work really well. But there's really no specific product that I've seen for doing inset drawer faces like that. Hmm. Sounds like we've got a business idea. We do. Maybe we shouldn't publish this section of the podcast until yeah, we get edit it this refined. part out. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you're listening to this, <laughs> click on the show notes and you'll find our NDA down there that you need to sign. <laughs> and or you might find our Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> but if any of our patrons come out with this product, we're going to know what's up. Yeah, we're going to sue. Yeah. Yeah, we got this on tape. We're covered. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's a good idea, though. I th thank you. Yeah. KJ, Yo. I watched your video too. Speaking of videos, oh thanks! And your office looks magnificent, man. Thank you. It uh, is it done? All, it Are is. Are you completely done or what? Yeah, it was a year and a half in the making. <laughs> but yes, man, it's we done. were both working on offices. At it's the same amazing. Time. Yeah, it's officially uh, over. Kind of sad. It's one of those uh, bittersweet moments. But uh, yeah, for I don't know how long I had a half painted wall and green tape up on there showing where I was going to put the cabinet. <laughs> And I just couldn't. That's why figure it's bittersweet. Out, uh, you hated to get rid of that green tape. That uh, was your favorite was part. The green tape. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't want to paint. Is really what it came down to. Because mm. we couldn't pick yeah. pick pick a paint color. So you I just went with. Well, you got to call Jason's Use guy. My painting <laughs> technique. Yeah. Oh wait, I, I wanted to ask you, Jason. Something I always wonder about people when they're talking on phones and videos. Did you actually call somebody? Did you call him? No. Or was did, that it, just, did it seem like I did? <laughs> I don't know. No, I didn't call him. Maybe. Should, you didn't call him? It was pretty convincing, though, yeah? yeah? It was pretty convincing. There was enough pause where I thought you might be actually talking to oh, someone. thanks, yeah. So, See? yeah, I just, I was like I'm to a ask somebody who was on the phone. I'm a true yeah. professional. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're a real professional. Yeah. I'm a professional fake phone talker. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Anyway, sorry <laughs> sorry to sidetrack you, KJ. Oh, that's all right. It, um, yeah, I think I put it off for so long because um, I didn't know how I wanted to build it. Originally, I wanted kind of floating shelves and then I decided on a cabinet, and it, uh, I didn't know what I was wanted to do with the sliding doors. You know, it's always a design roadblock that I hit. So, figured it out, mm. and uh, now it's done. Now we're on to a couple new projects around the house. Got a new 
fireplace mantle, and we're going to be tiling the uh, surround. I called in a tile guy for this one. Nice. Um, there's a lot mm-hmm. of DIY tile videos out there, but I thought, you know what? For this video, I'm going to bring in an expert, and we're yeah. going to show you how to do it right. Are you going to film him doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does he know I'm that? In, yeah. I'm oh, in the well, same boat good. as you. We're getting a bunch of tile done this summer in our upstairs bathrooms, and my wife's like, well, can't you do it and just do content on it? There's so many tile videos out there, not to mention yeah. so many tile videos by people that really know what they're doing. I've tiled everything yeah. in our house so far, but I'm definitely not comfortable mm-hmm. enough doing it, like filming and being like, this is how you do it. Yeah. So. I just, well, the thing is, because we have, it's a, it's not, I guess it is stone, but it's like just black sheets of mm. stone around it. And I, you know, just mastic on there or uh, with tile, or does there need to be a board around or do I have to put Duroc up there? So I really want, I, you know, I want an expert to show me how to do it and how to do the layout, how to, cause we're going to put a little herringbone and it's only a six, six inch wide all the way around. So it's small. So figuring out the layout ahead of time mm. is difficult when you're putting herringbone on an angle. Um, how many do so, you got to kill to get that much herringbone? <laughs> <laughs> They're small anyway, so probably Three. I don't know. Probably a net full, really. Oh yeah. When I when I is it tuna the... safe? <laughs> dolphin safe, not tuna safe. Dolphin safe. Dolphin yeah. Safe. Oh yeah. Tuna safe. backwards. <laughs> I only fish I, for dolphin. Dude, I throw the tuna, tuna back. in there. We're taking it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I send it back. I only <laughs> eat tuna safe dolphin. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, His so he's going to come flipper, out um, hopefully next week to t- to, t- to take a look at it. And um, I mean, I figure it's just a day's worth of work, but you know, it's like anybody else who, who guesstimates what other people's time will be. I, but I figure yeah, sure. it's just a day, but probably, you know, probably a day to lay out and do the tile and then to come back and grout it. So that, I, was, well, the good I should thing be able to do it on my own. It, if you're estimating time, KJ, it's mm. probably like oh, 30 crap. minutes. For yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we'll be done before... Before uh, before lunch, break, you're like this the... is how Keith estimates time. He's like, okay, you're gonna walk in the room from the front door to the fireplace. That'll take approximately ten seconds. You're oh, gonna yeah, kneel down. Get a tire That'll be shoe. about yeah. two point five seconds. You're gonna reach yeah. out and touch the fireplace. That's three seconds. He goes through the entire like every movement of the yep. tile guy. You're not that does off. not include prototyping. It'll oh. take him seven weeks. I, well, I've already done the prototype on the mantle. I did that yesterday, so we're good to go. Man, I saw that in your oh, stories. Yeah. I love that you prototype absolutely everything. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I had to on that. I your had prototype to, is better than my finished product. <laughs> my <laughs> prototype is when I stand back and look at the finished product and I go, next yeah, time that'll I'm work. Gonna, next I'm going to do it this way. <laughs> next time I'll do it this way. <laughs> I don't want there to be a next time. That's the problem. But this is the just funny thing about to... The funny thing about our office is this is the third time I've remodeled this office space. So when we moved in, it had this horrible 1980s like Formica desk thing. So this was like mini remodel. It wrapped all the way around in a giant horseshoe around the entire thing. So I ripped out two thirds of it and then I kind of put an end cap on the existing desk to make it like just a desk. So that was like remodel number one. Then remodel number two, I ripped that all the way out and i built it was like the first one of the first or second things i ever really built it was for our house these desks that went in there this is before i even knew that you could laminate multiple pieces of wood together like glue them together to make a slab so for the (laughs) desktop i just took a bunch of little pieces and tacked them down to a piece of mdf to make like a desktop 
Ah, okay. Oh. And so that was remodel number two. And then we wanted to replace the flooring. So I ripped all that out to replace the flooring. And then this is, this is hopefully this is the last one. I was going to say, hopefully. when's number four <laughs> yeah. coming? When you run out of content, <laughs> you got to do number four. That's <laughs> right. Hopefully Rip this out. this one will stay. Yeah, there's plenty of, that's a ton of storage in there with that huge back wall of cabinets and, and everything else. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was going to ask, can Ivor fit in those drawers? <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah, you should have done that. That could have been, that would have been hilarious. Is that the Carl Farbman uh, chest of drawers from Seinfeld where he fits little Japanese businessmen in there? Yeah. Just sleeping? Yes. <laughs> He's probably <laughs> right, at the, hotel. right yeah. at the weight limit for those slides. What are those Blum slides? 75 100. pounds? Oh, yeah. I, I, thought heavy duty I thought they're 100 pounds. Oh, okay. Which is crazy because I understand the metal part being that much. But what gets me is those those little clips. They're just plastic. It seems yeah. like those would snap yeah, off. Yeah, there's not much to them. Well, the only thing really holding is it in the back where you have those two metal prongs sticking into yeah, those, those little tabs. holes. Like that's the only thing keeping it from tipping up. So Tipping forward. Yeah, forward. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Oh, speaking of drawers, if we can just talk real quick because <laughs> you know, our, our kitchen, guy. our ba- <laughs> boxer briefs, <laughs> I have, we have a pantry and like, you know, it's 24 inch deep cabinet with a bunch of shelves. So, it's, you know, trying to get something on those shelves, like way in the back, you know, the stuff you don't even know you have, like you bu- keep buying things and yet there's probably a whole bag of flour back there you don't even know about. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just right. going to install all drawers on these pull out drawers. So I ordered a bunch of dovetail drawers. It was like 600 bucks for 11 drawers or something like that. Ooh. And what I didn't take into account was these are like overlay hinges on these. Ca- oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> on these beep. crappy, <laughs> these, <laughs> these awesome cabinets. And so two of the doors hit right on those hinges. So I had to like take them to the table saw and kind of wrap it out the sides of them. So they slide over the hinges. But four of them, because there's two of them are. F- Five of them were 20 and 5 ace, and the other ones were 23 and 5 ace. I ordered them all 20 and 5 ace. So I have five drawers sitting on my dining room table that are the wrong size at 50 mm, bucks a pop. Uh-oh. So now I'm going to have to build like shop furniture around dovetail. <laughs> you got to make <laughs> these drawers, drawers into something. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> or I'll put them on Facebook Marketplace. I don't know. One dollar, Bob. In case somebody oh. needs exactly 20 and 5 yes. eighths inch drawers. I mean, what right. are the yeah, odds? Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Or. You're going to get the classic, are these drawers available? <laughs> are these still available? Are these still available? You still uh, and then nothing. And you then know, no- it's oh nothing. my gosh, that's what happened and to me nothing. on this, some and lights that I've been trying to sell. Like I marked yeah. that the guy said, are these still available? I said, yeah, you want them? He goes, yes. So I marked them as sold and then I didn't hear from him. I was like, are you interested yeah. in these? Because I marked them as sold. He goes, oh, I saw they were sold. I didn't know. I'm like, yeah, because you oh bought them. Because you, you bought them. These <laughs> 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 people are so dumb. Oh man. I love it. Hey, I just had a I had a business idea when you were talking about your pantry. Okay. This just came to me. This is great. Okay, what if you go out in the woods and you <laughs> find a smaller tree, okay? You cut it down, but then instead of like cutting off all the limbs, you meticulously sand each limb down to remove all the bark. So it's kind of like those stumps that you have in your house, you know, like Vic at a stump shop or whatever his right. name is. Right, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, sands yeah. down those like stump end tables. So this is an entire tree sanded down, a little tree. Okay. You a set it, you set it in the corner of your kitchen and you hang your pots and pans on it. <laughs> and it from from the tree? It is a pan tree. Ah! Oh my gosh. <laughs> huh? This could be a thing. <laughs> 
I, well, this just came hot to me. rack, so that's yeah. That's but this is the original pan. pan tree. That's amazing. Do you think that's not, how it got its name back in the day when people were like, they hung pans from trees? Where's the pans? I hung them in that tree. Oh yeah, go out <laughs> to the pan tree and get a pan. <laughs> that's how it caught what on. Do you think in the pans? You think pans grow on the, trees that was around the very here? First that morphed in there Dude, next to the old money times tree. Are, old times are crazy like that. People did things. Hey, speaking of old times, I would say so. I was thinking today about old times and this story that my grandpa used to tell me when I was a kid. You know how grandpas, they always have like the best stories that seem like the best. They just couldn't be real, but that's just the way things were back in the day, you know? Yeah. Anyways, when my grandpa, um, on my mother's side, his name was uh, Michael Radabaugh, and most of his life he worked for this company called Radcore Restoration. They restored oh, yeah. septic systems and they turned them into mid-level housing or something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. He, I, he was older. I never really Mid-level asked. Mid-level housing. I never really asked mid-level. what he did. He just Yeah, not Section 8 housing. These are middle-level. These are a step up Yeah, from septic tanks. But okay. he used to tell me a story about when he was a little kid and he was um, growing up during the um, Cold War. It was like early 50s. And he went to Dan Barlow Elementary School in in Tyson, Indiana, home of the bird dogs. Well, one day he was playing out on the playground with his two best friends, Nicholas uh, Leonard and Alex Johnson. And they actually stayed friends their whole lives. I think Nick and Alex were in his wedding. But apparently right next to their elementary school was this vacant lot with this big oak tree. And my grandpa and his friends, Nick and Alex, they had this idea that they were going to dig a tunnel from the jungle gym across the football <laughs> field under the memorial statue of MJ Perorhoff and into this <laughs> vacant lot. <laughs> and they just figured they could make this awesome, like, I don't know, tree fort in this oak tree if they could get over there. So the only problem was that their teacher... Mr. Michael C. Olson was the kind of teacher that would constantly just make laps around the, you know, playground, checking on all the kids during recess. So they knew it was going to be tricky to get this tunnel dug without getting caught by Mr. Olson. So they decided the only way they could make it work was to enlist the help of some of the other students. So they went to another classmate, a kid named um, Nick Fairfield, I think it was. And they asked if he could help distract Mr. Olson. Now, Mr. Olson was kind of a snack nut, all right? He liked a particular (laughs) brand of Cheetos. They were whiskey fuego flavored. And Mm, you could only get them at one store in town. It was Jordan Ward's, which is this like local mom and pop supermarket. Was that like Montgomery Ward's, the old department store? Yeah, it was like a knockoff Montgomery Ward's, but it was called Jordan Ward's. Indiana, (laughs) small town, you know. So they had they had Nick Fairfield pay his older sister's boyfriend, Jamie Ramirez, who was in high school, and they had Jamie walk down to Jordan Ward's convenience store and pick up a bag of these Whiskey Fuego flavored Cheetos. Now their plan was to give the bag of Whiskey Fuego Cheetos to Mr. Olson and distract him while they dug their whole tunnel system. The only problem was that they knew that it would only take him like 10, 15 minutes tops to eat this bag of Cheetos. So... This is where it gets crazy. They came up with another plan. The high school kid, Jamie Ramirez, he went down to get the Cheetos. It was just like right down the street. He had to walk down Cody Walters Avenue and right there at the convenience store. But 
when he came back with the Cheetos, instead of just giving them directly to Mr. Olson, they took them to this really smart kid in their class, Yono Reich. Reich? Reich? <laughs> Forget how you say his name. My grandpa, Reich. My grandpa knows Yono Reich. Anyways, he was a super smart kid, and he was especially good at chemistry. And he whipped up a homemade sleeping agent in powder form that they sprinkled all over the Whiskey Fuego Cheetos. Now, mm. my grandpa knew that if him and his friends gave the Cheetos to Mr. Olson, that he would be really suspicious because my grandpa and his friends were always getting in trouble and playing pranks on him. But luckily enough, Mr. Olson already brought a bag of those exact same Cheetos with him to lunch every day. So all they had to do was to figure out a way to swap them out with the new Cheetos that they had like doctored up. So they convinced their classmates, Ben Fuller and Adam Martinez, to create a distraction. So Ben and Adam went and stood right in front of Mr. Olson and started fighting, you know, pushing each other, kicking each other, trying to get Mr. Olson's attention. And then Ben called Adam a Robert Trowbridge. What? (laughs) Yeah, which might not sound very bad nowadays, but in the early 50s, that was like, literally, look it up. That was about the worst thing you could call a person. It was really, really (laughs) degrading to call someone that. So Mr. Olson freaks out and he comes over and while he's distracted breaking up this stage fight, my grandpa switched out the Whiskey Fuego Cheetos with the chemically altered ones that Yono whipped up. Well, pretty soon Mr. Olson got done, you know, breaking up the fight, making his rounds, and he goes and sits down on the bench to eat his lunch. He opens up his favorite crunchy Cheetos, but (laughs) get this, okay, what a doofus. Instead of eating them one at a time like a normal person, he literally dumps the entire bag in his mouth in one shot. Now, Yono hadn't calculated for this. He assumed he did them one at a time. Just one Cheeto, fall asleep, and that would be it. So when he downs the whole bag, my grandpa looks at Nick and Alex, and they're terrified because they don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Well, before they even have time to think, Mr. Olson just drops to the ground out cold. I mean, he's gone. (laughs) So pretty soon, other teachers start running over. The principal, Aaron McAbee, runs out. And they're taking his pulse. They're fanning him. The gym teacher, Evan Livingood, he tries pouring a soda out on his face to wake him up. But nothing is waking this dude up. So eventually they call the police. When I say the police, I mean the one police officer because it's a really small town in Indiana. Paul guy Blart, by the name of no, David Ohms. He's this like mm. kind of stickler guy. He pulls up in his squad car. He runs over with the medical kit. He tries smelling salts, but those don't work. Meanwhile... The choir teacher's freaking out because all the kids are worried that their teacher's dead. The choir teacher, Andreas Winmere, Winmire, I forget his name, but he starts playing the <laughs> keyboard to try and distract all the kids because they all think their teacher just dropped dead. Well, here's where the story gets really good, okay? My grandpa and his friends were so distracted thinking that they killed their teacher that they didn't realize that their two other friends were actually busy digging the tunnel. <laughs> Two guys by the name of Chris Jacobson and Aaron. Uh, my grandpa never knew Aaron's last name, but he went on to start a company <laughs> called Swear Jar Woodworks. Anyways, so they'd been digging during the entire commotion. So by the time Mr. Olson finally came to, they had already made it under the football field, under the memorial statue of MJ Prohorahoff, and they were at the oak tree. So each day after that, my grandpa and his friends would just crawl through this tunnel, and they ended up building a really sweet treehouse in this giant oak tree wow what happened to the cheetos what happened to mr olson 
He was fine. He eventually woke up. He was good. Oh. He was just taking yeah. a nap. Yeah. Really a Cheeto nap. Kinda, they just kind of overdosed him. <laughs> <laughs> he had a cheese overdose. A fake yeah. powdered yeah, cheese I overdose. I would on Cheetos. The 50s I are could crazy, see man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yono oh, actually story. went on to win a Nobel Peace Prize. For what? I thought she broke uh, up the Beatles. No. <laughs> well... Yeah, you got a peace prize. For that? Oh, I think that was Ono. When they oh, asked Yono Yoko. if he wanted right. to do it, he oh, said, Yoko. "He said Yolo." <laughs> oh my God. Yono. So, yeah. uh, Yono said Yolo. Hey Yono, you want to oh, do this? Lord. Yolo. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I was thinking, what a story, thinking about that earlier today. Thought I'd share it with you guys. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks I'm for glad, sharing that. I'm glad That's I nuts. took notes because. Kind of hard to follow the lineage there through our yeah. Patreon family tree. Oh wait, that was Patreon. No, no. I think there was some similar. There's some similarities in maybe yeah. Oh yeah, there, pronunciation. Yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I heard some. Some names have similar, been changed to protect for legal reasons. Nick, what have you been up to, buddy? Yeah, do tell. Man, I have not been in the shop. I have been in my yard. I think I said on the last podcast we uh or I turned my attention to my front yard. I wanted I want to be that yard that all my neighbors want to be. You know. <laughs> yep. You know, I want I want you all want of the other dads grass with envy. Yeah, I want I want every Saturday morning all the dads in my neighborhood to lace up their white new balance and get out there and <laughs> strive to be the green grass that I have in my front yard. So, yeah, I know. Uh, like, I think like three weeks ago, I came back from vacation and and reseeded and been fertilizing and watering every day. Like, I just got my water bill. It was like three times what we normally, uh, what would normally you, pay water. Would you reseed with a little Kentucky bluegrass? No. Mm. Um, so it's funny because you would think so because I'm in Kentucky, right? Yeah, that's but, that's the only uh, reason I thought so. That's why I figured. Is that really a type of grass, or is that a type oh, yeah. of music? No, that's a great grass. <laughs> both Kentucky. Oh. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was just being stupid. I don't know which came first, <laughs> but <laughs> I'd say the grass probably came first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, they play yeah. a lot better if they have some grass. Oh yeah, yeah. they're festival but everybody, people. Everybody thinks so. Uh, no, it's funny when people always come to Kentucky, they are always like, where's this bluegrass? And and why is there, all the grass just green? And they're like, <laughs> wow. It's not really blue. I mean, wow. anyway, that's false I, I did not, I did not seed with bluegrass. We're in like the cool transition zone. So I went with a more cool, cool uh, grass. I went with a uh, tall fescue. Mm. Really? So now my, my whole front yard is kind of a mixture of tall fescue and some other just random stuff i think those are called when, dandelions yes <laughs> and crabgrass <laughs> clovers <laughs> and creeping charlie and clover mm. yeah kudzu yeah kudzu yeah that's down down in georgia yeah like kudzu mm. Ugh. can't stop it but now i uh i uh let's see like i said three weeks ago reseeded and then just been you know diligently doing everything possible i actually borrowed my dad's electric lawnmower last week because i didn't want to ride my riding mower on the baby grass because it germinated and it was about like probably two inches tall and I didn't want to ride on it and you know like turn and 
just rip it out of the grass or ground. <laughs> so I brought, he has like a greens work or green work. I can't remember the name. Is it green work? I think it's green it's works one of those. with an X. Is that what that is? Is it with an X or an S or uh-huh. whatever? It's plural. Huh. Anyways. I have a panzer. I don't know. <laughs> right <laughs> have the toro panzer <laughs> blitzkrieg model uh, <laughs> i uh <clears throat> i borrowed that and i got my whole whole front yard mode on one battery charge and i was floored hmm. like it, it's quiet and it cut well <clears throat> it ha- it handled pretty thick grass easy i was i was floored i i did not think that I would be like impressed by a battery lawnmower, but there I was. Like, I think a lot of people use like that Ego brand. Is that what's sold yeah, at Home Depot? Yeah, I see that a lot. Yeah, I mean they just rave about it. Yeah, um, I have all of the their future. the e- I have the the Ego Powerhead, so I've got like their edger and trimmer, and something I just picked up for that trimmer. I I I went with. I, I reached way back into my uh, days when I was working at the golf course. We had this thing called a rotary scissors. It was a, a attachment for straight shaft trimmers, mm. and it's it's two blades that are like discs, and they spin in opposite directions so that they cut like scissors versus like a trimmer that would just whip the line and and tear grass. Okay, so this actually like shears the grass. Oh, it's mm. like having a block plane so, on your on your weed yeah, whacker. Yeah, it's it's yeah, and I used it today for the first time. And it's crazy. It's you don't have to wear like long pants because you don't fly rocks or anything <laughs> like that. Like you don't get whipped in the shins by everything you're cutting. You know, it, so it really slices that, that dog poop up perfectly. Kind of like yes. yeah, Julianne's it. Nice slices. Oh yeah. Uh huh. What about the? Have Julia you ever used <laughs> design this? Have you ever used one of those old like push mowers that's just mechanical and it's like a spiralizer with the blades? Yeah, I, th- like, I think they my act mom like a has scissors. one of those. And it's my real son me, loves that thing. That seems like it would work amazing. Well, speaking of that, I, I went down this really long rabbit hole uh, last week where I thought about jumping ship from rotary mowing, which is what typically most Americans do, where the it cuts horizontally and just basically weed wax your grass. Yeah. To where the the reel is a cylinder of like typically five or seven blades that come in contact with what's called a bed knife. Mm. And that actually shears the grass. So it like cuts it just like a spiral cutter head. Yeah. Mm. It's <laughs> it's basically like Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 funny you say that. It's made because, by Helix. Uh, yeah. I um I wanted to ask you a question, and then I'll tell you what I did. But I was thinking after I got the rotary scissors, I was thinking, you know, what else would be awesome to have a rotary or like helical head in the shop? And I thought the first thing I needed to do is get rid of um, the straight knives on my joiner because mm-hmm. I have yeah, like three definitely. nicks in them. You should have got rid of those yeah, forever got- ago. <laughs> I should have, but. I, <laughs> I mean, I was given this joiner, and it's been amazing. Who are you, Philip Morley? He's the only person I know that still uses straight knives on his planer. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. Wow. That would explain well, the quality of his furniture. I mean... I know. <laughs> Can you imagine how crappy his stuff would look if he finally upgraded to a spiral cutter head? Jeez. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> changed the... <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's funny. 
What do you have, a rigid, I, uh, Nick? You have a rigid uh, Yeah, joiner? Yeah, I've got a six-inch rigid. Can you switch mm. it out for Hey-o. a spiral cutter head? Well, that's what I was going to propose. <laughs> so here's the thing. Wait, what did it's you just called, say? It's called, it's, the term is turgid, not rigid, but go ahead. All right, we've entered the after show already. It's only Here we 40 are. minutes in. All yeah. right, but go ahead. Uh, so what I was going to say was... I. I was kind of thinking along the lines of I've got this six inch rigid joiner. It's, you know, middle of the road. I think there's probably 1 million people that have this joiner and still have probably straight knives. Do you think that it would be smart to get a helical head for it or get something maybe a little bit like an eight inch that with a helical or just another six inch that already comes with a helical? Is it smart to upgrade it or? replace it if you upgrade do not upgrade to another six inch you want an eight no. inch whatever you do yeah here's the thing let right. me ask you this you've been woodworking for a while now you th- yeah you think it's gonna stick you think this is gonna be something you're gonna be into <laughs> for a while i don't know or you okay. think it's just a he phase might, he's just gonna go full-on lawn care maintenance and forget I could, about i could just go straight lawn because yeah. if it yeah, all no, is something that you know. see doing long <laughs> no. term which i think it is then yeah. I would invest in your future and I would upgrade to a spiral head eight inch at least. I have an eight inch and I'm totally happy with it. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah, very rarely do I find myself like, man, I wish I had bigger than an eight inch. Hardly ever. Right, right. Well, so, I have a 12 inch, Jason, and uh, I don't know how I would live without that sometimes. Really? But I do miss my 13 inch uh, <laughs> planer, believe it or not. Like that inch... About my old DeWalt does make a difference. Sometimes. What do you have now? A 12 oh, inch yeah. planer? Yeah. Well, it's a 12 inch joiner well, planer the combo. Joiner. Oh, yeah. see, I'm the, I have a 20 inch planer and I okay. could not live without that. Yeah. There's no way yeah. I could get by with a 12 inch. Yep. It's, uh, so all we got, but, but see, my problem is I'm in a one car garage mm-hmm. and I don't think I have space for an eight inch. Mm-hmm. You don't have two extra inches. I, well, I mean, it's not the width; it's the length of the beds on mine. <laughs> Although not I mean, like mine, mine, my, my bed. But that's are like almost more inches. important to me. The bed length is more important than the the width, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I just don't have anywhere to keep it when I'm not using it. Because mm. as of right now, when I put my, I mean, the six inch, I can't think of how long the actual beds are on it. But when I put it away, it's it's just out of the way. To where I can still walk around the shop. Is and it do a bench things. top or is it a? No, it's a full on. Okay. It's on wheels. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it on casters. Well, so. sounds would, like um, it's time to kick the minivan to the curb. Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get that CNC out of there and really free up some space. Dude, that's, yeah, I got rid of my CNC. That's what I'm wondering. I'm living get life a shaper. Large. Get rid of that. Get a shaper and get an eight inch joiner. Or just build stuff by around. hand like a real man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like a real, no supposedly. offense to our sponsor, Bits and Bits Company. You can use Morsels 15 <laughs> on Bits and Bits, CNC bits, router bits. <laughs> they just sell mechanical, ch- they sell chisels that, that they are have a great CNC tool. in their shop now. I won't tell you where they got uh, it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sell Festool and they, they Festool own Shaper, so it's all good, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're square. Hey. No, but I have been thinking about getting rid of that CNC because. It's collecting more dust, and it's just a big table yeah. for the most part. Yeah. 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 Ginormous. Well, I would look I at it. also, like, uh, the bed, like, look up some 8-inch joiners, the Grizzly or, or whatever, and just see what the length of those really are. Um, yeah. 
I know, like I know, Powermatic is long, but I don't you know, know what how you long should the do are. is you see all these people making these little mechanisms, or it's like a twelve-inch planer, and then you can flip it around, and it's the oscillating sander on the other end. You should make the same sort of thing, but with an eight-inch joiner and a twenty-inch planer, and then you pull a little steel rod, and it flips upside down, <laughs> one to the other. Yeah, that'd be it'd be like three feet off the ground. Well, and they each only weigh like five hundred pounds. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, that'd be one heck of a ride if you flipped it and you're holding on to one end. Yeah, I don't know, but mm. I can say that after having a joiner with a longer bed, it's just man, I use that thing all the time. It's so nice. Well, sure. Yeah. Well. What I did was I ordered a Lux Cut 3 helical head for it. Oh, so you're asking all this and you already did something. You already made this. Yeah, system. I already did something about it. Oh, well, that's lame. So I, well, I just wanted to see what you guys would think so wait, and it's tell a Lux, you what so I it did. it is a helical head. Yeah, well, I ordered I mean, a helical that's, head. That's going to make all the difference in the world. I got my planer and my joiner four years ago. I've never switched out the blades and I've never alternated them around and they're still going strong sharp that's crazy yeah. to me i've done mine twice like not everyone but i've had to switch a, a good handful of them around well i will say that my planer since it's a 20 inch i can get away with this keith i've got a good side of the planer and i got a bad side of the oh, okay yeah you got you got lanes <laughs> on the right side you got the hub lane the right side and the travel lane. i got a couple nicks in it and that's usually where i'd run reclaimed wood through and stuff and there's a few nicks but on the left side, I only ever put good stuff in there that I know is not going to nick the blade. Mm. And so that side's still good. So I just kind of pick left or right. Because normally I'm not doing 20 inches wide. Yeah. But normally. all you have to do is open that thing up and rotate those blades around. And then you got a fresh new blade. Oh, yeah. It's easy as, right. easy as heck. It's, it's a delight. Yeah. And you don't even have to do all of them. Because most of the time, not all of them are nicked. You just find the ones that are messed up. And, right, mm-hmm. right. I'm just assuming. I've never actually done it. <laughs> just, just assuming. No, yeah. you're right. Usually it's just a couple, but it's weird because I've I've yeah. nicked a couple and I've I haven't run anything through with nails or anything on it. So maybe it was a knot, or maybe they're just crappy carbide. I I don't know, but um, I've definitely had to change a few. I've never had to do any on my joiner, and there's no nicks in that or anything. So well, goody for you. Just my planer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Nick. You, well, I decided it, it was something I was just going to do mm-hmm. because I it was either replace the knives and have to go through that oh, whole headache of setting oh. up those three knives and do all that, and or I was like, nah, just pony up and get the helical mm-hmm. head. One, it's going to save how loud it is because sure. mm. those three knives, it sounds like I'm I'm slapping just <laughs> yeah. the ever-loving goodness out of every piece of wood I put yeah. on it, and then... Obviously, then I'll be able to use it more often when people are in the house. Because <laughs> seriously, you turn on the dust collector and the joiner, and you run any wood in my house, like everyone leaves <laughs> like, so so loud. What it's I crazy. noticed, I used to have a Dewalt. I don't know what it was, but it had blades instead 734, of seven thirty four, probably uh, head. Yeah, probably. Anyways, what I noticed with that is if I ran my blades for a long, long, long time without switching them out because I didn't get a nick in them, eventually, over time, because those blades are like stretched between two anchor points on the outside, eventually, over time, little minute pieces of dust would work their way under the middle of that blade and raise it up just slightly so it wasn't flush anymore. 
Oh, really? It'd like get wedged under there and then it'd kind of start to make like a, a the slightest. I mean, we're talking like 32nd of an inch cove in the board in the yeah. middle of the cut where it was like huh. wedged with sawdust. So I'd have to pull it out. I'd have to like clean it all out, stick it back on there. And it'd take a long time for it to build up, but it happened. That's I've crazy. never had to deal with that with a helical head. And by the way, a 32nd right. right. is a lot. Yeah. I mean, enough that like it was noticeable and I'd be like, what the heck's going on? And then the first time I took it apart and I was like, there's a bunch of flipping sawdust and stuff crammed under the middle hmm. of this blade. No wonder. Weird. I had that. Yeah. Uh, but Nick, you had the, uh, <laughs> what were you, <laughs> would you buy some, uh, some cheap Chinese, uh, corner edge plane that was a woodpecker rip off? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've said this before. I'm a sucker for Instagram marketing. Yeah, me too. They they saw me coming. <laughs> I I logged in one day and ups pops one of those. Uh, it was just a chamfer yeah. plane, and it was like it took me to Banggood.com. Yep. Have you oh, been yeah. on this site? Yeah. yeah, they actually just yeah. sent me a DM the other day. They me were like, too. "We like you promote our products." Really? Yeah, yeah. I've got one like Send a month ago. Like it will give I you anything you want. I clicked on it and it was all and... like remote control cars and like hoverboards. And I was like, what? I'm, I'm actually going to order a remote control car. From <laughs> I was like, I don't <laughs> want any of this stuff. All they do is just rip off yeah. every other American tool or whatever. Everybody and else. then sell it for cheaper. Yeah. Um, but mm, anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So I, I saw that ad and I was like, it was only $14. And they, for I guess it was my first order with them. So they gave me free shipping. So I literally paid $14 for this chunk of metal. And... Like mm, seven to 10 days later, I get it in the mail and I take it out of its package and like, it was so lackluster. <laughs> like, you know, you know, when you get something that's really packaged well, mm -hmm. like, I mean, like I, I always give flakes. Apple really, <laughs> okay. Sugar corn pop. Actually, no. corn pops are way better. They come in that foil bag like that, you know. Yeah, that's correct. They mean business. Right. They want those pop things starts. staying fresh. Oh, yeah, pop. Yeah. That's thin foil, though. The <laughs> corn pops, like, thick. It's lined with paper. It's foil on the outside. Yeah, that's going to be on the shelf for a while and not go yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, so the packaging wasn't good. Yes. <laughs> I forgot where I was. It was not, up it was not made standards. by Kellogg's. Is that what you're saying? No. No, General Mills put oh, this to shame. Get it? So yeah, I, I mean, I opened the box and it's like in this. Have you you open like something that is it just feels slimy? It's shrink wrapped in it's plastic. Got that, yeah, yeah. So I I took it out of its plastic and I had to immediately wipe it down because it was like just gross. Yeah. So that was like number one. I was like, ugh, I don't like this. Mm. And I went with the black version. I think of that <laughs> with hand tools. Every hand tool I ever pick up, I'm like, ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every every hand tool. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I went with the black version, obviously, and I, I thought, you know, at the at the very least, I could sharpen it mm -hmm. and get it to make some sort of shavings. I sharpened it the best I could. I even put like a secondary bevel on it, <laughs> and I I tested it on my hand, and I could actually shave hair with it. But then I put it back into the the plain body of it, you know, and it's the adjustment wheel that is the biggest problem. Mm. It's so floppy that it doesn't hold the plane in place. So like as soon as you make contact with any stock, it either 
backs off a lot or a little bit. It just will not hold it. Okay. So you almost have to hold the plane and the wheel at the same time uh, to make any kind of, and then it's it's just too much. And it was I, I think I did an Instagram <laughs> throwing uh, it away TV on it and was like, "Do not buy this." So this is garbage. You are going to poop a solid red brick when you get the woodpeckers one I sent you. Um, it should. So you did actually uh, yeah, send yeah, it. I didn't get it in the mail until yeah. <sighs> I went to the post office on Wednesday. They're closed from one to one thirty for lunch. Like what? What? <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't get me started well, on the can't. post office. So <laughs> you should get. You might get it tomorrow. Um, but anyway, oh. when you just don't disregard my packaging because. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did actually put it in. That's not woodpecker. I did actually sink That's it in um, kaizen foam and then just put a bunch of newspaper around it. But when you pick that thing up, it weighs like a pound and a half. You're just going to be. You're just oh, really? going to notice the quality difference immediately. Mm. It's just fantastic. So. Huh. Prepare to be shocked. And you said that w- the wood the woodpecker's one has a roundover so, plane so on it. Also, it, it's got a straight blade like the one that you had. So for chamfers, uh-huh. and then there's uh, yeah. yeah, like a curved, a coved blade for a roundover. So um, when you get it, just let me know because like swapping the like they want you to buy like four different plane bodies, one for each blade. I'm like, I don't oh. know why anyone would do that when you can change the blade out. But it is you know it takes a few minutes to change the blade, but. It you don't know you why they would want you to buy. Yeah, well, I do know. I know exactly why they'd want you to. <laughs> so all about the Benjamins. Uh, but you can just buy. You can buy other blades for it now. You have the body. You can just buy a twenty-five dollar blade if you want different profiles. I don't know what they sell, to be nice. honest. But uh, some OGs. Yeah, right. There might be, <laughs> but there's a, like a little plastic three D printed kind of like key that lets you depress the spring. To get the new blade in, and you know it's, uh-huh. but it's pretty easy. But it's, uh, I think you're gonna love it. Well, I'm amped to put it up, up, you know, side by side. I think I put, I put a story out where I put, I threw that plane in the trash. Yeah, but then you but picked I, it out. I fished, I fished it okay. out. Yeah, I, I fished it out. <laughs> I, I sent you the little. <laughs> so uh, gonna, I'll put a wall holder for it too that you can hang. Oh, nice. Mm. I don't. I mean, I don't have a wall for it, but yeah. Well, that, it cost me more money to send that because I had to go to the medium flat rate box than the small. Oh, red <laughs> oh! So you better, you better use that wall. I'll find yeah. a wall. I'll put it in my living room. You can yeah. hang anything from it. Yeah, you can, you can hang a pot from it. You can or a pan. Perfect. That can I'll be put your, it in my pantry. Your one pantry. In pantry. Yeah. I'll bring I'm a making a pantry, guys. I'm I know it. you. Do I know it. you are. We, we you have to. Oh, well, thanks for sending that. Yeah, I'm no problem. To Sorry, actually it took so long. see what a real tool looks like. Yeah. The other thing that was sucked about it so hard is that, it, like I said, I got the black version. Like, I took two passes on my first try with it, and it leaves these two black streaks down your wood. Oh, what from the old grease? So, on like, the-, the paint just rubs. <laughs> yeah. The paint just rubbed no right way. off. It's like, uh, oh, that's, that's lovely. Jeez. Mm. I don't think they're making their money on return customers. You know, that Banggood thing, though, there's a guy on YouTube that does reviews. It's called, like, Chinese Tool Reviews or something. Then everything from is from yeah. Banggood. Because I was, you know, the, the ratcheting clamps that you can get from Festool to hold the tracks, your uh, Festool track. Because yeah, well, yeah. Bessie makes them, PowerTech makes them. Yeah, you yeah. can get them, the PowerTech ones, I think, for 30 or 35 And I saw them on Banggood. I was like, they're 17 bucks. So the hmm. guy reviewed it. For 100 yeah, of them. For, <laughs> for a whole for a gross so you know he said it was a good buy he showed you know the whole components of it and you know how how it's built compared to the other ones 
And then I'm like, ah, I'm still not sold. So I didn't order them, but I probably should have. You didn't? I didn't. That was a good story. That was a great story. I know. It's a great story. (laughs) I saw this product. I thought about buying it, but I didn't. didn't. The moral of the story was if you're interested in Banggood Chinese tools, this guy has a whole channel. Mm. He reviews them all. Hey, so maybe uh, Nick should have, have watch watched that. that before he spent his 14 have. bucks on this piece of crap. I will say this about Festool stuff. When I traded my CNC with MJ over at Bits and Bits, one of the things I traded them for was the Festool drill and driver set, which is something I would never have bought. Yeah. Because I think drill and driver, whatever, it's a drill and driver. But since we were doing the trade, I was like, oh, okay, I'll get that. I mean, I'm not paying for it. I got those... Two months ago, I think. I don't know. However, was it longer than that? I don't know. They're remember. still in the box with the sauce stop? No. Yeah. I have yet to <laughs> unpack the battery charger, but I've been using what? the impact driver since I got it. Wild. I how? I haven't charged the battery once. That's wild. How do you use it manually? <laughs> you turn it like a screwdriver? No. I mean, got a no, hand crank granted, I'm not using it like a contractor. It's not like on my tool belt and I'm using it constantly every day, but I've been using it pretty regularly, the drill and the driver for huh. just drilling pilot holes and putting in screws. And I haven't charged, I haven't, I actually lost the charger. I don't even know where it is at this point. Oh my God. <laughs> Check your saw stuff. That's where. Thankfully, they sent me a new one with the track saw. So now I have one. Ah. But, but those batteries, Man. they last a long flipping time. <laughs> I must have come. I have the uh, the small CXS drill, which I really like, but I charge those batteries all the time. But I I think that thing's probably six or seven years old. So yeah, they're probably oh, yeah. yeah. They've battery run their course, maybe. Come a long ways. Can you? I wonder if you can use the new batteries on those old versions. Well, that CX CXS drill is the funky look. It's like the small one that has oh, a, yeah, like the an L shaped like- battery. Got like the hand guard on the front yes. of it or whatever. Yeah, it's small Hell, though. It's yeah, really yeah. it's really good for like drawers and like just smaller applications. Um, but it's still got plenty of power. Mm. But yeah, it's old. More power. Mm. <laughs> but now I'm thinking I want to get rid of all my other impact drivers and stuff because the problem is now people are gonna be like, oh yeah, this sounds like such a problem. Poor you. Problem is, <laughs> you get sent all these different tools from people, right? So, like, Makita sent me stuff, and DeWalt sent me stuff, and Ryobi sent me stuff. And so I use it all. But heart. It, don't forget Heart. Heart. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heart. Walmart's brand sent me stuff. And I use it all because they're just, just it's there. a drill and a driver. I mean, it's good, whatever. But the problem is, all the batteries are different. And it's such a pain having to, like, have all these different chargers. And now, after having the Festool stuff, I'm like, man. I might just switch to that just so all the batteries are the same. They all fit in the exact same thing. I totally get why people are loyal to one brand. One it makes platform. life yeah. so Easy. much easier yep. than having. Because, like, I got a Bosch reciprocating saw, and I had the Makita drill and driver, and then I had a skill brand battery-powered skill saw, and it's just everything's got its own battery, and it's annoying. Yeah. I'll admit. So that's, mm-hmm. that's they all make, I have to um, say about that. Some of them make these like adapters where you can put it on a battery and use. I think a Makita has it where they can use your use Makita batteries on other tools. Really? But then oh. do you have to buy a separate adapter for each one? Probably. I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't have even said <laughs> that, that because like I got zero <laughs> information on this. <laughs> sounds like I had it. That sounds. Like, I heard about one thing where if a board's too short, you could put it in there and stretch it and make it longer. Well. Oh yeah, yeah, that works. That I know works. Oh, yeah, that's legit. I, <laughs> wow. That's legit. 
what else? What else is going on in the world of woodworking? What's next on your project list, Nick? Is there anything woodworking well, other than grass related? Other than my yard? Yeah. No, I do. I'm I'm planning on getting started on my parents' side tables tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like this we've is talked for about real. next this for tomorrow. Like five episodes. Eventually, yeah, I'm going to start on those side tables. Yeah. No, every time I try to get started, something comes up, and I wasn't able to get to it. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little bit bummed that I just ordered this helical head for my joiner. I'm not going to get it. It's on back order mm. to like June. Oh god. Oh, I got and, a story about back order. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, so it's on back order, and I'm like, ah, right when I want to get started milling tomorrow, of course, mm. and I've got like, I want to say like three nicks in my joiner. It's not terrible, you know, it, it, they sand out pretty quick, but it's just annoying because yep. you see it, and you're like, ugh, that nice line, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get started on that tomorrow for sure. I, I'm gonna, I, I will, Scouts fingers honor. crossed. Hope to die. Yeah, Scouts Honor. I'm going to mill tomorrow. You're going to sure. do it. All right. You're going to do yeah. it. Okay, you, you want to hear my back order story? Let's do it. Okay, so I think I mentioned on the podcast previously that I have this Powermatic open-ended 2244 drum sander that somehow got left on overnight, and I came out the next day, and there was like an error on it. So it wouldn't, wouldn't turn off, and it wouldn't turn on. Like the belt wouldn't turn on, the head wouldn't turn on. It would just blink. And so I tried unplugging it, plug it back in. That didn't work. I tried resetting it. I found this thing online where it's like, hold down these two buttons and it'll reset it. I did that. That didn't work. So then I just unplugged it and I forgot about it for like four or five months because I hardly ever <laughs> use it, to be honest. The only time I really use it is when I'm doing cabinet doors or drawer faces because I send yeah. them all through there and it sands them down. It's awesome. Yep. Well, then I go to do this office project and I have 17 drawer faces and six cabinet doors that I have to do. So I'm like, okay, it's time to time to figure out this drum sander and i thought in my mind i was thinking all it's going to take is i'm going to call powermatic and they're going to be like oh it's this just do this and it was going to be fixed that's what i thought it was going to be so i call powermatic i talk to the technician he walks me through a few things and he's like oh your circuit board's shot you need to replace that and i was like okay um can you send me a new one he's like no we can't send you a new one but what we can do is we can hook you up with a company that'll come fix it so he gave me the name of this company in Eugene. He's like, this is the only company that'll travel to come fix it. Either that or you have to take it somewhere. Well, I'm not going to load up my flipping <laughs> drum sander. I'm pretty sure he meant just take the board. <laughs> no, the board's got to be replaced with a new board. <clears throat> no, I thought you said they were going to fix the board. No, they have to replace the board. And I asked him to send me a new board. And he said, no, we can't do that. Like, we'll have to have someone come fix it. And like, they'll get a board. They'll replace it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know oh. the, the politics behind it, but that's what politics. <laughs> <laughs> so he gives me the number, and it's past warranty at this point. So he gives me the number of this place in Eugene. I call them. And they're like, yeah, we don't fix Powermatic anymore. Call this place. So I called this <laughs> other place. Yeah, we don't fix Powermatic. Call this place. I called like eight or ten places. Finally, I get a hold of this place up in Portland. They'll fix it for me, but they want to charge me $150 an hour, including drive time. So it was a two-hour drive round trip from Portland down to my place and back, plus however long it takes them to fix it, plus the cost of the flipping board. Well... Just about when I'm about ready to scream and pull my hair out, my friend Steve pulls up in his truck. Now, Steve's this old guy that (laughs) I know, and he's like a do-it-yourself, fix-it guy. He owns this company that's a 
Walmart's uh, Northwest air compressors, and he's just, he can fix anything. He pulls up because he's got a bee box on our property, and he was going to put some more pheromones in the bee box to track the bees. You know, typical day. Anyways, <laughs> I'm telling him about this problem, and he's like, oh, let me check it out. So he tears my whole Powermatic thing apart, pulls out the circuit board, and pulls up the part number on this Asian website, and is like, oh, just order one of these. It's 20, 20 bucks. And so I ordered it. <laughs> Thinking, great. And he's like, as soon as I get here, let me know. I'll just come put it in for you. No problem. He knows how to do all that stuff. I'm like, thinking, this is amazing. Well, it's backordered till <laughs> August 28th. 2022? 21, but uh, August, August 28th. Holy crap. <laughs> so, You're better off like finding a, going to a Powermatic junkyard and stripping one out. So I had to sand yeah. all of those cabinet doors and drawer faces by hand. It was terrible, and yeah, it sucked. Ooh. That's my story. <laughs> I assume oh, you boy. checked like eBay and stuff for one of those boards, or yeah, I looked yeah. around. Yeah, couldn't couldn't find them anywhere did, else. You, there was did you try Target? Uh, Banggood. <laughs> well, you know what? I had this thought, and tell me what you guys think about this. If this would be immoral or not. I know that my neighbor down the road has the exact same drum sander, (laughs) and he hardly ever uses it, and I have the code to his shop. He's gone all the time. I thought I could sneak in, replace his good circuit board with my bad one, and he would just, he would totally just assume his broke. I have a better idea. Why didn't you just ask to borrow his when you needed to sand these 17 doors? (laughs) Well, I didn't think of that until you just said it right now, so, gosh... Why you gotta be so smart? You're about so everything? brilliant and and creative and with these ideas and everything else, and it's the simple solution. I didn't even think about that, man. Well, now that you say that, that should that I should have done. I should have done that. You, should, <laughs> you know what you should have done. I love it when oh, people man. tell you that. No, ah, uh, it's a bummer. Yeah, well, the comment section. Mm. It was a bummer. I had kind of a bum week. There was another bum thing that happened. I'll just tell this one story before we run out of time. But this one really, man, I got, I don't get mad often. I'm pretty, pretty level-headed most of the time. Mm. I don't let myself get worked up, but this one got me worked up. Okay. So we're out in the country ways. We're on like two and a half acres out of town and our neighbor next to us, he's got a few acres too. And right next to our property is his property, and he's got this big grove of ash trees that's kind of like on the tail end of his property right next to ours. And he's getting older, and he's always out there like trimming the trees and maintaining them. Branches fall down when it's windy and stuff, and he's got to make these big piles and burn them. And he's just getting over it because he's older. And so I went out and talked to him the other day, and I said, hey, Roger, if you would ever want to sell this little section of trees, I'd love to buy it from you. And he's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So we worked out a deal, worked up a price. And I was like, sweet, we're going to buy this grove of trees. I had all these grand ideas that I'm going to build like a cool tree house over there for Ivor and make it into this really cool space. It's a really cool piece of property. Mm. So I call the city. I don't <laughs> know if anybody out there has ever dealt with the city before, but yes. every city everywhere is just a bunch of piles of poop, okay? <laughs> so I call the city. I'm like, here's what I want to do. They're like, oh, yeah, that's super easy. It's called a lot line adjustment. All you have to do is get a surveyor to come in. They're going to survey it, make up a new plat. You're going to show us, like, what you want to do in this new drawing and then bring that into us. It'll take us about two hours to file the paperwork, and you'll be good to go. And I was like, okay, so I can do it. They're like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, I don't have to get approved or anything. Nope, just bring in the surveyed thing, and you'll be good to go. So I hired this surveying company to come out. Now, they have to survey my whole property, 
and they have to survey Roger's property because his property hasn't been surveyed since like 1980. So they have to do both of them again. Surveying cost me $4,000 <gasps> to have both of these properties oh surveyed gosh. and have these new plats drawn up. But I was like, whatever, I really want this piece of property investment. I thought this is a business write-off because I can do it through the business because I'm going to do content on building all this stuff over there. So I spend the four grand, have the surveyors drop the plats, wow. everything. Mm -hmm. Get it all done. I take it into the city, drop it off. They look at my application. They're like, yeah, this looks great. Awesome. Um, I'll get started on this. I'll call you later today and, you know, you'll be good to go. I get, like a, I get an email later that day. Not even a phone call. I get an email. He goes, hey, so I didn't realize <laughs> what properties you were talking about when you originally called. Your, no, your neighbor's no. property is zoned like rural something, and you're zoned one way, and he's got a minimum property size for his zoning. It's got to be two and a half acres or more for his zoning. And if you buy this property from him, it's going to put him under that minimum, so we can't do it. Sorry. What? And I flipping lost it. I went out and I spent four grand getting this land surveyed because the flipping city told me to do it and said it was super easy. And then I do it and I take it into them and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, you can't do it. <gasps> what oh. the heck? Right? Whoa. I mean, you'd. Oh. why does there have to be a minimum? I've never I heard don't of know. that. Don't even, don't <laughs> even get me started. Sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. It, it doesn't make sense. It's just stupid bureaucratic zoning. I don't oh. even know. And then Roger got mad and he called and yelled at the city. I called and yelled at the city. It didn't do any good. They're like, well, it's not a total loss because, you know, we might change the zoning in the future. So hold on to that. And if it ever changes, you could buy it then. But yeah. Oh, so my. they didn't say, oh, thank you. We needed those rezoned. Please just send us the bill and we'll take care of it for you. No. So this is what they did tell me. They said, you can apply to have his property rezoned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm the application fee to get his property rezoned <laughs> is $3,000. Shut your oh my no way. To get his property rezoned. And then he's on a well and septic tank. And in yeah. order to get rezoned to the new zoning, they would require him to hook up to city sewage and water. <sighs> and that would cost twenty five dollars to $30,000 <laughs> to dig all the pipe and hook it up. Oh my god. So it's basically like you can do this if you want to spend an extra 40 grand mm. and your neighbor's willing to switch everything out. But Roger's the kind of guy that thinks the world's going to end and he doesn't want to give up his well. And I'm not going to make him do that anyways. I'm not going to, it's the Jeez, land's yeah. not worth that much money. So, oh, total loss. Is there it goes still a write off? Hard, there goes our, yeah, it's a write off because I was trying to do it for the business. <laughs> but there goes our hard earned stimulus money out the window. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow so this is just more oh. fuel for that uh fire where you want to go out in the off the grid and you can That's do whatever what I told the heck my, you as want. soon as i got off the phone with the the city i was like babe i'm buying that land in eastern oregon and i'm gonna do whatever the flip i want out there and yeah <laughs> nobody will be the wiser i'm done with this i wanted to move i was so mad i was like i want to get out of here i i hate this city i was so frustrated wow Because i've tried to do things before and they haven't let me i tried to expand my wood shop and no Zoning says you can't have that big of an outbuilding on your property. And I've tried to do so many things. And it's just all these little rules. Like, just, ugh. Whatever happened to your land is your land. And you can do what you want on it. Mm. Mm -hmm. America. America. Anyways, that's my, that's my rant. Maybe with that, we should go into the after show before I start letting yeah, the explicatives Yeah, no, let's carry it over there. Let's let that anger out. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you want to be part of the after show, go sign up on patreon.com slash shopsoundspodcast. 
and then you can hear me really let loose over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we uh, can we stop at Chick Fil A on the way to the after show? Yeah. And also, a uh, big thanks to our sponsor of the episode, Bits and Bits. Use that coupon code Morsels15 yes. at bitsandbits.com to get 15% off everything on their website. <gasps> wait, can I just tell a yeah, quick? Yeah, go check out their website. Oh, wait, is it just, wait, what? No, no, it's uh, not everything. It's just bits, not yeah, festival stuff. Right, right. Yeah, Sorry. just bits. Just but I just bits. want to tell a quick Bits and Bits story because when we announced the giveaway winners last show, I was announcing um, the. I forget which the seventy-five dollar uh, gift card. So I was, I said Ryan, and I paused. And my friend Ryan Carlin, Carlin Customs, who follows, sh- shot a video of himself, an Instagram story of him waiting with bated breath when I said Ryan, and then when I said the actual winner, he was all bummed out. But I had said it was a seventy-five dollar gift card to Dunkin' Donuts, and anyway, he had tagged bits and bits in his story. Bits and bits saw it, and they sent him a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. So, oh, that's amazing. So thank you, Bits and Bits. <laughs> See, Bits and Bits is a company yeah, that cares. You guys people. rock. You really do care. They are I awesome. predict a lot more Bits and Bits tagged DMs this next week after that story. Oh, absolutely. Mm-mm-mm. That was. Uh, it's not going to work, people. It was a one-time thing. <laughs> it's true. All right. Well, let's stop at Dunkin' Donuts and then hit the after show. Let's do it. I love it.